0: All right,
1: we are live. Ashby, how you doing?
0: Doing great, Randy. How are you?
1: Excellent. Thank you. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, this is our 75th, uh, so I do in wedding terms if that's if they have platinum or something like that, but anyway, it's a sp- special one for us. Our uh, 75th uh, podcast here of Tech Sales Insights. Uh, so thank you very much for joining.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and... Uh... And thanks for all you're doing, Randy, with, with uh, the sales community, man. It's it's a big deal, and uh, congrats on all your success. Great. Well, thank you, and th- thanks for your help and support over the years, for sure.
1: So uh, Ashby is the CEO and co-founder of Veristore. Uh, in case you couldn't tell, we're sponsored by Sendoso, and we'll talk more about them, but it's a little bit more than swag. And they sent me – I totally love this. So I'll try not to be too obnoxious, but uh, – Send it. Send, send it. it. It's great. It's like, yeah. You know, You got to get the like for the deal guys, you know, Uh, and also uh, just other examples of some things. You got the Yetis, you got the glasses and uh, on the one hand, it's swag. But, you know, much more importantly, uh, really helps with uh, uh, supporting new customers, uh, helping with current customers. And again, Ashby goes through some uh, key things there. So the uh, plug for Sendoso is that they're the leading sending platform, help companies stand out by giving them new ways to engage with customers throughout the buyer's journey. By integrating digital and physical sending categories, companies can increase the effectiveness of their existing go-to-market programs and improve their relationships with customers. So from a high level, it's um, you know, basically automating and putting into kind of CRM, helping with pipeline by you know, giving out swag and gift cards and fancy events uh, I, I heard the other day somebody uh, did a lead gen event sending rocks and actually were able to get people on the call. because like, why the heck are you sending me a rock? So just all kinds of cool, cool things that we do. And again, Ashby will uh, tell tell us more uh, about that. Yep. And uh, the title for today is integrators and bars bringing value to end users and vendors. Uh, so we definitely look forward to that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I try to do the math and uh, I, I probably had hair back when, um, we first met each other, but I think uh, we've known each other for about 35 years. Yeah. Uh, we are both together back at EMC, and uh, back in the day, uh, Ashby was definitely a top uh, systems engineer uh, down in the DC area. And uh, fr- from then on, I'd say he, uh, n- never look back. Um, and he's been a very solid family person, great friend. You yeah, know, certainly f- finan- uh, fantastic professional executive for sure. And have had the uh, occasion of uh, being with his lovely wife, Brittany. Uh, I'm sorry, his wife, Sandy, daughter, Brittany. And matter of fact, I could just send a picture of uh, Brittany and my son, Tommy, from uh, 2013. They both look like little kids and certainly uh, grown up (laughs) to be old, for sure. And uh, she also, I don't know if it's okay to say, but uh, both uh, are very proud that she was a former Miss Georgia as well. And also uh, son, Ryan, and uh, Ashby Jr., who's uh, also in the business as a a director of marketing. So certainly keeping it in the uh, family as well. Uh, So uh, Ashby is highly respected, channel CEO, thought leader, he's built a fantastic business along with uh, uh, three other great guys, Murray Granger, Steve Bishop, and Jim Gluckert, and uh, no offense Ashby, but I know you you, uh, maybe you could have done on your own, but definitely having that uh, uh, foursome uh, has made and will continue to make uh, Veristore a a leader. So uh, why don't we maybe start off having you tell us a little bit more about your professional background?
0: Yeah, I um, you know I was so uh, was fortunate to get started, and um, it, it was it was it was funny. I started out a company called Lead Data. Um, I actually told this story yesterday, and um, and uh, Lead Data was headquartered out of Minneapolis, and they were the uh, what they were known for was the first color terminal. So this is definitely going to date myself, but back in the day, they had the old green screen terminals and an amber screen terminal. Lead Data was known as the first four color terminal so the primary colors were the terminals and it was a big deal i was an engineer for them and i worked in, you'll like this i worked from i worked there in new jersey um and i met i met a, the guy who um ended up bringing me to emc getting me to come to emc and uh, that was steve alfaris and alf yep uh, alf so Al. Apple was also an engineer at Lead Data. He left. He went to EMC, and he kept calling me about. You got to come join this great company with him, and um, and I just kept saying no, no, no. I'm uh, I, I can't. I love what I'm doing, and I'm making uh, eleven thousand dollars a year, and I'm getting six cents a mile for my for mileage. And uh, and then finally, he wore me down, and I ended up joining EMC. So then I was at that time I came on to EMC and I was the only engineer on the East Coast for EMC and um, and then from there I went into sales at EMC and you were one of my first mentors and I learned a ton from you and. You know a lot of the older guys from Peter Bell and, and Dave Donatelli and, uh, and later on Riles. You know Chris Riley showed up and and um, so just learned a lot from a lot of guys there and taking some of that EMC sales culture and brought it forward because just it was so good. And then I um, ended up leaving EMC and went to um, the first Integrator Experience. And the reason I left EMC was because as an OEM as a manufacturer. Um, I knew a lot about a little. I knew a lot about our product, one thing. Yep. Right? And uh, what I wanted to do is I wanted to um, widen my knowledge as a business person, and I wanted to learn a lot more about business, not business and product. And um, I knew it, there was an opportunity to go go do that with an integrator. And the other thing was I wanted to take advantage of the relationships that I had established with those customers. See, one of the challenges as an OEM salesperson is when you when you um, you build that relationship to become successful, and when you sell that first deal, you are also a lot of times left with nothing else to sell them and take advantage of your relationship. And uh, so, in, anyway, I will probably talk more a little bit about that. And then from from EMC, I went to Storage Dimensions, uh, which was kind of a four-man's version, another manufacturer of uh, of EMC. Um, great technology. Um, Really high sales culture there, made a great product, coming out of the Nobel space into the Windows NT space. And then there's where I met Steve Bishop. And then Steve and I went and started our first company, which was WorldStore. And that's where we uh, were competing with the old storage networks, S9 with Peter, and WorldStore were the first two storage service providers out there, and um, which was a pretty crazy time raised a bunch of money through venture capital and ended up uh, after the dot-com became the dot-com, uh, sold off some of the some of the patents that we had done and then it was about figuring out what we want to do next. And what we wanted to do next was, and through our travels, we were very, very unique in the fact that we were experienced to what it was like to work for a manufacturer. We were experienced when we did World Store. We were also an end user. Uh, we ended up, I think we ended up buying probably 12 or 13 symmetric boxes and srdf all over the country with exodus and the and Equinix data centers providing storage services for all those co-location facilities um, so we were an end user and then but in that model as a service provider we became that 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 value-added business partner to the oems directly to the end users so one thing that's made us very very unique and it's been helpful to end users as well as manufacturers is that from each side of the table, we have experience that we can help and we understand what people are trying to get to. So this has everything to do with how we started, what I think is uh, the best solution provider model that, that that you can have. And it's as important for manufacturers as well as it is end users and that. you know, I wanted you know, we wanted to go out and uh, help customers figure out the best technology decisions that they could make back in two thousand one, and um, and not necessarily be tied to one specific manufacturer, regardless of the name on the front, as long as it was the best solution and we could save them money. We just felt like we could really help people and people were starving for that conversation. So we started the company in November of oh one, and um, if you go back to then you were around doing business then, uh, we were in a down economic climate because it was the dot post dot com. We were kind of depressed. Right. And then the other thing that happened in that year was 9-11, you know. So six yeah. days later, you know, we started this company and, you know, you combine dot, you know, post dot com with the, with the 9-11 event. Our country was pretty down in the dumps. And um, that's when we started Veristore because we felt like, we were going to go help people save money and, and increase technical functionality so that was our our med, our, our method and, and you know we we've been hitting it ever since and right uh, so so why don't we
1: pause because we'll come back to uh vera store we always encourage uh people who already have some in or if we can start pulling them uh people uh post any comments and certainly ask ask any questions and uh of the people that you mentioned um yeah, obviously, uh, Ferris uh, great. Uh, Peter Bell's at a BC Black Tie with him last Thursday. Donatelli just saw um, – he's actually not on LinkedIn. no idea why, but it's actually his birthday tomorrow. So if anybody's listening, you want to say happy birthday to Dave. And then uh, Riley's nearby here. And I think probably on that list, you probably also include uh, Sully, Jim Sullivan. Absolutely. make sure uh, we include everybody here. So anyway, uh, so from, uh, Jesse, uh, what's the best quality of top sales leaders you've found?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, um, I I, am a big, big believer in sales leaders or any type of leadership of leading by example. You know, you, you've got to, you know, even myself, um, going out and getting in front of people and, and, you know, still being involved. Um, people will, you know, if you're not willing to do something, then it's hard to ask that of somebody else. And um, okay. so sales leaders that are um, not afraid to go out there and, and lead by example, no matter what it is, um, uh, is, a, is a big, big deal. I certainly think um, people that drive the right kind of activity. I think leaders that have Big picture perspective at the center of every decision-making scenario is really important. You know, people make really poor decisions when it gets short-sighted. You know, um, you know, um, crazy, crazy, crazy endings to quarter because people are short-sighted in what they're asking for. And the only way to make the really great decisions is big-picture perspective. So I like, I like leaders that have big-picture perspective because that lends to the best decisions made. And the people that lead by example. Great.
1: Any uh, come, come to mind, specific individuals?
0: Um, well, I mean, you know, people that I've learned from throughout my career. I mean, you, you played a big role. You were a big mentor for me coming out of uh, the engineering side at EMC into the sales side. And, um, you know, one of my things I always remember about you, Randy, was just a – big time note taker. Every Everything was written down. And I was like, wow, he's writing down everything. And and um, I've been taking notes for 30 plus years now. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, You know, Dave Donatelli was one that uh, I remember, you know, picking him up at the airport in Washington and spending a day with him numerous times going from account to account to account. And I remember sitting there as the a young person learning the, the trade. We're in an account and a, First 20, 25 minutes, we're talking to this prospective client about boats and where he's from. And we had a connection. And when I got in the car and I felt like Dave was going to just tear me up because all we talked about was, you know, where I grew up with and this guy grew up there. And he just, Dave, what was the most important part of that, that call? And I'm like. Uh, <laughs> Trick question. Oh, no. Trick question. And um, he goes when you connected all that personal stuff, you, you took our chances for success. I mean, from our own 20 yard line to their 20 yard line. And he goes, don't underestimate that connection. And, and that has, that has been at the core for me. For awesome. Long. I think
1: send it. that's a send, send that's a send it moment. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Really, uh, really well, well said there for sure. Um, Let's see if something else I was going to ask, but I forgot. Anyway. Oh, we actually have from Peter, uh, Peter Bell. It's really special to see how Ashby and his team built such an enduring business at Veristore over two dec- decades and multiple major technology shifts. Huge congrats. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. I mean, how, how do you as things change? Right. So you start out, you know, I would imagine kind of as a you know product reseller, you know, one, one or two lines. You know, and that is always good to feed things, and we'll eventually get into what our topic is here. But um, you know, kind of, how do you see the the next shifts coming?
0: Yeah, so a couple of things. First off, it's it's great to hear that from Peter. You know, um, back in the old World Store days, and Peter did storage networks. Chasing Peter for a long time now, so uh, and worked with Peter's brother Brian quite a bit uh, over the years too. So that's, uh, hey, Peter, great to, great to hear from you. Um, you know, I think one of the keys, first off, just looking back over the, the two decades, you know, I think it's really, really important for all of us to just make sure that you're always changing and, and don't be afraid of change. You, you have to. You have to stay relevant, especially in the technology space. Again, if you look back to how we started as a storage only integrator, we weren't even selling servers because we're like, go buy that from whoever you want when it comes time to the protecting your data it sits out on a disk drive and and that's where the real decision is made and then today we've had to reinvent ourselves many times where we brought on vmware partnership and that led the servers and computes to networking today and security always changing and um, and to be relevant to take advantage of those relationships that you spent a lot of time uh, and effort in building uh, and always bringing them to differentiated discussions, and uh, and they trust you. You know what you're talking about. You always bring um, a right conversation to to the uh, to the time that everyone's spending. And, uh, but I, I would say that um, you you got to make sure that you're staying and don't be afraid to change, but make sure you're staying on top of what new things are going to make a difference for people. That's great. I
1: would imagine it's a little different now than when you started, but you know you probably have a good problem to have of. You know, a lot of vendors, whether they're, you know, large incumbents that have been around for a while or up and comers kind of knocking on your door. So kind of good news, bad news, right? Because you want to you know, be, make sure you're not getting too distracted. But, yeah, it must be a fantastic opportunity having people come to you.
0: No, no doubt. I mean, uh, I think over the years we've established ourselves as a, a next generation technology service provider. And if you had a startup technology um, and you were in the southeast U.S., Um, I think Veristore is one of the places that you came to. It's like, if you want to be successful in the Southeast, make sure Veristore gets you into their partner program and represents you. And I think that we've been really proud of that. Um, No question. So, yeah, there's probably 200 plus OEM relationships that we're managing today. And um, and those are, you know, you got to, it's funny, Bish and I, Steve Bish, We've, gone, I mean, we've been together for a long time, too, and, uh, and I've said it takes more than one thing, and so is he, that to make a good partnership from an OEM. They can have the best technology in the world, but if the, if the channel can't make money off of it, it's not going to go anywhere. At the same time, if it's all about money and their technology isn't great, that's not going to go anywhere either. So two things we look for in in manufacturing partners that want to get our our mind share, and I think that of other solutions integrators that can move the needle for them is make sure that your product is going to be different and disruptive in a positive way for customers, and also make sure that people can make money on you because when they make money on you, you become important to them and they will give you the time and it will come back to you tenfold. Gotcha.
1: I don't know if you you want to comment or not, but if you assume it's a
0: you know
1: great company, product offering, solution, stable, and kind of all that good stuff, kind of what what are the margin expectations these days from your part? And I assume there's a kind of the product level margin, then also kind of what you know what else can you make on the services side?
0: No, absolutely. You're always looking for um, you know as an example of, and I had this conversation this morning. A license resale. You know? I mean, that's just all that business. You're just transacting. You got to have people to do it right. You got to pay people to do those things. But you know the services drag that would come along with that, getting up to six, seven x on uh, you know product sale versus services sale. We love that model. That's a big deal to us. Um, um, so that's that's kind of that. I would say that on traditional. You know, you get these registration programs out there, and you see those go from anywhere from. Uh, 20 20 points to 35 points in extreme cases and um, sometimes those are good and sometimes you got to go ah eh, that's a little scary yeah. um, but um, so you just got to make sure you know it's funny going back to 2001 Randy um, when we started this business no no manufacturer there were there were two manufacturers that had registration programs nobody else did and the two were there were only because the guy who did the first one left and started the second company and took the reg program with him. And I um, was a gentleman by the name of Diamond Laughlin who started out at Allstar and then went to Nexan and he took that registration. Gotcha. And then the industry today, there isn't anybody that doesn't have it. Oh, that's great. All right. Well,
1: we're uh, getting lots of questions in here. So, Tucker, let's keep uh, ripping through them. So, another one from Jesse uh, Should marketing report to sales?
0: <laughs> um, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, um, you know, at our company still our marketing reports to sales and, um, but if they don't technically report the sales, they absolutely have to be close and what they each do every day. You have to work very, very closely together. You know, um, Marketing with campaigns and uh, you know, generating lead initiatives, all those things feed feed, feed the engine, right? And um, so if they're not reporting to sales, they have to be closely in sync with each other and knowing what each other is doing. Yep. And people need to support um, the marketing efforts. You know, if you have events, you can't just not show up for those things. You got to participate in them. You get in what you put, in. you get out of those what you put in. So, yeah. Absolutely.
1: All right, uh, Tucker
0: next. Okay. Oh gosh, Rick Canali. There you go. Uh, <laughs> did
1: did you ever figure out uh, how to use a voltmeter? meter? Gosh, lots of little congratulations, your success. So I'm sure it's a longer story. Why don't you give us a short version?
0: Oh my goodness, that, Randy, I'll tell well, you. Or you can pass. <laughs> I had a, Well, I'm going to tell a little bit of it, but I had dinner last night. I literally told this story at dinner last night with people. Um, I was at Lee Data, and I was in a training class up in Minneapolis for about six weeks and yeah. gave us our tool bag. And in that tool bag, if anyone who's been through this, there's, you open it up, and there's a voltmeter in there. And it has all these different dials and settings, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is this thing? And so on a break, I didn't want to ask it in front of the whole class. I didn't want to be embarrassed because I didn't know how to use it. So I just assumed like, golly, I guess everybody knows how to use this thing. So uh, I waited to a break and I went up to the instructor and I go, um, I go hey, uh, how do I use this? And the instructor goes, put that away. You'll never use it. So, <laughs> so I put it back in and I'm like, that's a great answer. That's a great answer. Until I got to EMC. And I ended up having to uh, troubleshoot mainframes and um, all kinds of things. And needless to say, I uh, ended up needing to use it a few times. (laughs) Uh, There there you go.
1: Kind of helps you look credible as well.
0: That's right. uh, right There in Rick Canale. he's a good man. That's an old EMC guy right there. There you go. Yes.
1: Uh, All right, Tiger. Should STRs, you use cold text messages or is this too aggressive? So, um, so meaning like, like do your reps do text messages? Do they call people cell phones for that matter?
0: Yeah, we, we got text message usage with, um, absolutely. Uh, I, I think it's a new way. It's, um, um, it's, it's not the only way. Um, but yes, we have. You know, that's certainly if you're in a text message relationship with an end user, you're certainly have reached a point of relationship that uh, they're obviously comfortable with doing things that way. And I think it's a big tool. Absolutely.
1: But, but let me ask you, say in this case, so for sure, if you have a relationship, yes. But say if it's just, you know, cold, you're cold calling and making up, you know, in, into Home Depot. Right. Would your reps text you know or use cell phones to do to do cold calling if it's a kind of net new
0: yeah, I I think if it's net two, I I would think that approach is too aggressive, and I think it would be met with a negative response more times than a positive one. I yeah. think you reach that relationship where it's acceptable to do a text message that talks all day long, but I wouldn't I wouldn't go at somebody like that.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree. For what it's worth, yeah. uh, great question, Jesse. Thanks, Tucker. Uh, from
0: Kelly, Kelly Asburn. It's been great
1: working with you in Veristore over the years, and not to forget, I worked for Randy at HP. Well, as I say, nobody worked for me; I worked for everybody else. So for me, it's uh, you, you put the uh, whatever, the, the triangle uh, uh, upside down. So uh anyway thanks kelly
0: yeah kelly is kelly kelly's one of the uh uh he was an engineer in a past life that's uh, spent a large part of his uh his career in the sales side too so he's a blend of of both good things there awesome all right from
1: uh wendy who's here uh in the in the prep wendy you'll be happy to know that uh, Ashby is saying great things about you, and it took me a couple times to to hear and r- r- write down your name. You you were Whitney for a little bit, but now now you're back to Wendy. Uh, all all good, of course. So uh, anyway, Wendy says good answer. Ashby Marketing is heavily engaged with sales at Veristore, so this works for us. Yeah, uh, right. Fantastic. I mean, we 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 see a lot where you know, if they are separated, you have the, you know, kind of debate. And a lot of times it's more the measurement system where you have marketing's focused on MQLs. I've got some, you know, sponsor for sales community say, well, you know, marketing, you know, we're focused on MQLs. So I said, so you'd rather have, you know, Five hundred or a thousand know, individual contributor reps, say for some webinar or something, as opposed to having you know fifteen or twenty CROs. Yes, and then you talk to sales leader and like, what are you kidding me? No, if you can get us CROs that we're trying to sell to, then, you know, absolutely, we'll take you know 10, 20 of those versus you know five hundred or something else. So you know, tied into this, as you kind of said before, is making sure there's there's alignment around kind of the the, the goals and metrics, and obviously they want to sell. But a lot of times, you know, a lot of companies are just, you know, for lack of better words, you know, ask backwards. So,
0: yeah. uh, Wendy, you
1: certainly figured it out. Then you have a, a, a tough crew to uh, make happy. So the fact that they're happy means that uh, you must be really awesome. So great job, Wendy. Yeah. Uh, and I will be following up with you, Wendy, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, uh, Tiger, keep going here. Uh, Marketing team Veris Store utilizes Sendoso and love this prospect engagement platform. Highly endorse. So great segue. So. Uh, I think you're telling some great great stories, so why don't you uh, send, it. send it and t- t- tell us uh, how you're using Sendoso?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we've all you know you you end up having that good prospect call, or, or something comes up, and you want to you know, we've all sent a gift box or a thank you to somebody. Just could be a little thing, could be more involved. And we've all done that in our careers as salespeople and to, uh, as relationship builders and automates that process so for us a couple things where um you know i think i, I think i mentioned it earlier it could have been before we did the, the, we went online here but um you know just you know if you come across somebody as an example that ha- is expecting a new a new baby um as a sales a sales rep they have a monthly allowance from Cindoso account they can go right in and click the you know the baby gift delivery box and it could be I think we got a Veristore onesie along with other baby gifts in there, and it just makes a big impact. Next thing you know, your prospect or customer is sending you pictures of their baby and their onesie, and it's just been a big hit for us. And um, we've been with them for about three years. I would highly uh, recommend Sendoso to any selling organizations. It can really streamline the uh, um, you know the impact and support of your customers and save you a bunch of time. That's great. What
1: about uh, maybe tell us uh, in terms of getting some net new meetings? I think you've been successful leveraging not to give away all your secrets, but uh, uh, gift cards or Starbucks gift cards as well.
0: Yeah, with some dust, I mean, there's absolutely you. You uh, there's a five dollar coffee card, Starbucks card, what have you, and and you uh, send it out with a campaign. and the customer will accept a call and an intro introduction into whatever subject you're trying to get in front of them um, then they get a five dollar gift card and we had got a tremendous return on that and um, so just another example of, of something that's really easy to see. that's great and then
1: i don't know if you do or not but they can actually tie into your crm as well so you can show that you sent out whatever 100 different net new accounts with those gift cards and you can actually see
0: what the results were right Absolutely. I mean, it's it plugs right into Salesforce, and um, we can see what our rep activity is. We can see which reps are taking advantage of it. Who's running out of money? Who's not using it? And then we can go back and help them. And like that was a great opportunity. You know, that that guy went to Alabama, or that guy went to Duke, right? And uh, why not send them, uh, you know, something with uh, a Duke koozie? You know, it, it just makes all the difference. Something that you would take time to do in a one-off scenario, but it just automates it and makes it just go. Yeah, Awesome.
1: So great here. All right, uh, Tucker, we're going to try and keep up here. (laughs) This is great. Lots of great uh, questions and uh, comments here. So from a LinkedIn user, uh, hello Ashby, what are the top three attributes you seek in acquiring sales, uh, top sales talent? Uh, What would outright rule a candidate out
0: of contention? From Rick Diana. Um, what would, all right, I'll start with what would outright pull a candidate out of contention. Um, I would say a sales, a person trying to convince me how great they are at sales, but they argue over their base salary. You, I love you, that. Right. Yep. You, you can't, you can't be an awesome seller and then argue over a base salary. I mean, um, some of the top earners that I've ever worked with, even to this day have zero base salaries because they're banking on themselves so yep. um i've interviewed lots of salespeople, and when i get into a discussion over a high base then that is a red flag so i will just say that they should be they should be more interested in things like is there no cap on my comp plan um um you know things like that so that's that gotcha. would just- so, so,
1: so that's a negative in on the one hand the other hand that would be a positive maybe one of those three attributes so if somebody cold calls you right now and says hey i've got you know great account base great relationships i'm happy to go zero zero uh salary you know let's meet you'd be all over
0: that I'd be all over it um i think um you know i'll go back to Um, attributes out of the EMC playbook. I love athletes. I love people that are competitive. I love people that, um, um, you can tell you, you you can, you can tell that, um, winning and losing means something to them and, uh, it will drive them to success of a competitive person in the sales industry. Right. You gotta, you gotta go after it. Um, people that aren't afraid of hard work, um, people that have done hard work in their, in their life. And, um, Uh, They'll run through a brick wall. And what that means is because I've done it, and we got people here at the company that have done it. Randy, you've done it. Run through a brick wall, write a proposal all night, get ready for that 8 a.m. presentation. Um, uh, But at the same time, you got to have fun. And uh, so people that are fun to be around, optimistic thinkers, hard workers, competitive, um, bank on themselves. uh, Those are all really, really. Green lights for me. Absolutely great,
1: uh, great points there. All right, Tugger, you got from Peter. Uh, Hi, SB, be great discussion. Can you share how you are attracting and retaining talent? This is a top of mind issue for all the CIOs I'm working, CEOs I'm working with.
0: Yeah, well, that's a great question, right? Um, well, I think it's a, I think it's a lot of things. Um, I think one uh, culture is one that um, you know, I hate to. It's an overused thing, but it's still, and it's an evolving thing too. You know, you know, especially with the pandemic that we've gone through, and and how it's changed culture and uh, things that we're going to have to do with not being able to, in a lot of cases, be together every day in the same building. Um, There's going to have to be more quarterly events and times where we can get together, more marketed, um, um, you know, intended type of offsite type of thing to maintain that culture. So I think it starts, Peter, with culture. Um, work hard, play hard is an overused thing, but boy, it still is very applicable. Um, we've been, as our company, we, we have ridden through this pandemic phase really well. I think culture has gotten us through. We've created a place that people want to go be. They don't wanna hang out in their spare bedroom. I think that's really important for all companies to, to put out there and make sure that it's a place that you are trying to create that people want to go that has positive energy. That will that will help attract and retain people more than anything. I would also say, um, um, just cre- create opportunities for people to that are never you always work on ways to make people feel special about uh, you know if they blew it out. Uh, make sure you recognize that. And, um, uh, and I think word of mouth for us is such a, such a key thing. You know, I think our people that have worked with us over the years, I think uh, we have a fabulous reputation. We've, we've got a lot of people that have joined us because they got to, to see who we are. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Great. And I think we have from Eddie, probably are just answered the question, but, uh, congrats, uh, Ashby Bish and team, great company culture. And, uh, Agility to change the landscape, uh, best-in-class products, hardware and software. Speak your ability to maintain the culture and success over times of change. Um, mm-hmm. So, anything besides what you already said, and anything yeah. else that you would add?
0: Well, just shout out to Eddie. You know, uh, Randy, you guys, you guys may have overlapped in your time. Oh, yeah, no, no.
1: yeah lo- love
0: Eddie. Yeah, yeah, Eddie's fantastic. And uh, so, hey, Eddie, um, it's working with you like we used to back in the uh, three-part days. And uh, um, you know, it's. Um, Um, it, you know, I just kind of just talked about this with the changing landscape is, you know, we gotta, we gotta continue to just all work on making sure that our culture is, um, for not just here at our own company, but for everybody out there, it's got to make sure your culture is, is is a fun place to be. People will go and hang out and have fun. They'll be happy, more happy people lead to more productive people. Yep.
1: Absolutely. All right. we have from, uh, Peter Brennan. Hey, Peter. Uh, Ashby mentioned registrations program and technology as key areas for vendors. What works well for your team when working with vendor frontline selling teams? Uh, How's this been working during the pandemic?
0: Yeah, that's that's another great question. You know, hey, Peter, um, another great, great guy to work with. Um, And um, so registry. So my thing has always been. and if, if you've been in this industry you've had it done via from, from an integrator side but uh, registration programs are really really important because we will we will take all kinds of resources that can make the difference at a at, an, at a at an account around a project we will bring a players we will bring people that can really really take care of the customer and help them make the best decision and all the registration program does is that if once we convince the customer that the, you know this is the right solution and they are comfortable with that, we just know that our money's good. Or we're going to be paid for our work. Um, nothing is more frustrating and deflating than doing all that work for somebody only to have a manufacturer come in and undercut you um, because that'll, that's that's the short-sighted thing and it's, um, it doesn't work. So registrations are important and you know, I, We know that at the end of the day we're going to be rewarded um, and we'll go and put our best forward with the right people to get to the right conversations that benefit not just us, but benefit the customer and benefit the manufacturer as well. So very, very important. I will say that HP, and I've said it many times specifically, um, I do not spend, nor does our, our, our selling team spend time worried about HP doing something wrong. As it relates to a partnership and registrations, and they should get a big shout out for that, and um, and that allows us to use all our brain power to go after the project and go get that thing. Yeah.
1: That's great. Any uh, people in particular, PBM or channel leaders at HP, you want to give a shout outs to? Oh
0: well, well, I mean, um, putting you on the spot. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of you know a lot of the folks. I mean, you know, I'm not in the front lines as much as I used to be, but certainly, uh, you, know, you know, Eddie Bridgers was one that was great uh, you know, back Randy, you were, you and Riley were over there when we came into the HP family from the three par acquisition. Right. And I remember because, um, you know, I've spent the large part of my career specifically competing at HP and, uh, or HP back in the day. And, uh, I remember, uh, you and Chris Riley saying, Hey, Ash, just, uh, you know, we're here. Uh, we know what, what you expect. Just give us a chance. And, um, so, yes, yeah, certainly those were that was a really big deal. Um, but today, yeah. the people that we're out there on the front line with, um, I, I've lost track of a lot of them. Yeah. But well,
1: uh, Le- Le- Leslie Maher, I think, still is running
0: the, uh, yeah. the North, North America okay. program. George, so, she's George Hope, big deal. Another long time relationship there with George has been really instrumental and Leslie as well.
1: Uh, excellent, great
0: yeah, so- was, over the years. Is Peter Quirk, I mean, these were guys who yeah,
1: So uh, this this may be self-serving. I don't know. Has uh, Hogan reached out to you since he's been at Beyond Identity?
0: No, not yet. No. Okay,
1: so, so we will. So hopefully, Bill, we're uh, teeing this up for you well. So he's at this uh, cool uh, security company. Uh, so Bill says, good to see Ashby. We'd love to hear how you adopt new technology partners and advice on how to best engage with uh, business owners. We'll kind of maybe, after you answer this, then we'll maybe get into... Um, kind Of your PE deal and next to net. but uh, with uh, I'd, I'd say uh, integrators like you, uh, and opening up new revenue streams. So, Bill's trying to approach you, Bill, uh, beyond identity, wants to kind of what's your uh, roadmap?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think uh, an OEM's message to an integrator is is, is twofold, and um, so because I've done, I've done this role in a previous and, and keep and
1: on, not necessarily o, sort of OEM, but it's kind of a new technology partner, it's not you know, not, not a big, big boy.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, I have, so I represent a technology that is going to be disruptive in a, in a in a positive way for your customers. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a technology that is, if adopted, is going to make life better in this particular scenario for your customer. So, if we hear that, if we hear that this technology is is going to make things better, then we're very interested. The other so that's one product that. Startup companies have, even established big companies have, is about their technology. That's the one thing that they have to sell us, right? Is the technology that's gonna make a difference. The other thing is is the partner program. We've got to be able to integrators have got to be able to feel safe that they are going to engage with an OEM and that they're they're gonna stand true to the partnership. You know, it's the thing we talked about earlier. If there's a registration program, if there's integrity that matches the, uh, the, 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 the registration program, um, then we know our money's good. We know we're going to be safe. We're not going to be undercut for the time we invest. The technology is going to be really life changing for our customers. We will adopt that and be all well over that. We love that. So I think it's you got two products to sell your technology and your partner program. Excellent.
1: All right, Bill, uh, feel free. You got a live sales call going on here, so feel free to uh, chime in with anything else. Uh, Back from Jesse, uh, LinkedIn has been wrongfully putting sales in jail for automating their job. Two-part question, would you bail your sales team out? Um, I'll answer that. Knowing Ashby, the answer would be yes. Uh, Should automation be okay for teams on LinkedIn? Hmm.
0: All right. So, do you understand what he's asking there, Randy? I'm not exactly sure I follow what he's asking there.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, I think the um, concept of kind of leveraging LinkedIn, there's a lot of automated automation tools and things, and I'll say bots and virtual assistants that you can use uh, versus just doing manual. And sometimes, like if somebody goes in and does maybe a thousand in a day, kind of I think red flags go off in, in LinkedIn. So I, I know you'd always support your you know teams. So there's no issue there, uh, and you may not be as familiar on kind of what you're doing or how you're doing it around that you know sales automation process.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly, I think the risk, there's a balance to strike. Right, right. I mean, the the risk that I mean LinkedIn starts just getting run over with just automated bot type of communication. That I think we're going to lose the value that um, that is the LinkedIn community that's valuable to us. I mean, I think that one of the aspects of it that makes it so good is when you're in there, that hearing directly from the people that are in there. And I think that's very valuable. So I think there's a balance there. Um, just got to be careful with that. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. It's amazing how you know you think back in the old
1: days for those uh, young younger folks. I mean, we'd actually have to go through you know lists and cold call and ask who the data processing manager was, and then now just the things you you can do on LinkedIn in five minutes, you know, would have taken us, you know, five days or 50 days to do. Uh, So from uh, Liam Hogan, Liam, good to see you. Uh, uh, At a quick glance, Veristore is 49 companies listed as security partners. Uh, So in case you couldn't tell, Bill Hogan's son, Liam, uh, great great sales rep, also Beyond Identity, uh, recently joined. So uh, anyway, so you got uh, 49 security uh, companies as partners. I imagine uh, more of that uh, just have paper. What are some things early stage startups have done well to get yours and your sales team's attention without an extended history together? So I think you've probably already mentioned some of that. But if I put maybe lead off some words in your mouth, I think certainly any opportunities if they show up and say, hey, here's two or three sales opportunities we'd like to run through with you. So that way, it helps you get familiarity with what we do, how we do it. I assume that's almost a no brainer,
0: right? That, that's right. I mean, one thing, Randy, we worked on hard here is, and, and I've reprimanded many a sales rep in our 20 years, and that is do not ask a manufacturer or an OEM for a lead. Don't, don't, don't ask that. Um, if we do what we say that we're going to do, if we are who yep. we are, we will get plenty of opportunities and introductions from them because they're going to want to work with us. So we, our culture is, uh, is that, um, with that said, um, nobody learns faster than when they're working on an opportunity together. So I would say if there's an introduction that an OEM can bring to an integrator, don't look at it as I brought you a lead, you owe me one. I just feel like that's kind of small potatoes. Um, have people learn uh, through deals and the quicker you can get to that, regardless of who brought in who, then the quicker you can do so much more.
1: Absolutely. So it sounds like maybe Liam will be the uh, your rep calling, calling on you there at Veristore. And then uh, when he chimes back in from our uh, LinkedIn automation question before with a great point. Uh LinkedIn should be leveraged as a sales tool that provides some personalization to it. So if I translate, I think Wendy's take is obviously LinkedIn a great tool, but you know, you should be reaching out with something specific. So if somebody's reaching out to you as an example, they would mention um, Hey, you know, Ashby would like to connect with you. Congratulations. You've gotten you know, all these different awards. You're you know fantastic within the Southeast. Here's some other partners that, um, we are working with that are maybe around the country. So just some of some specific thing, as opposed to, Hey, just, you know, generic email that somebody could send to a thousand people. So personalization like that, um, I think is what uh, Wendy's talking about there. Right.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Um, all
1: right so and then uh what else we have here uh, a couple shout outs Murray Granger uh, was uh, was uh, in some of the chat before we didn't pull him up but don't worry about it Tucker and then uh, uh Jesse then Bill Hogan also mentioned uh, Frank Roush so from a channel perspective you probably mentioned uh I left off his name but certainly he's a uh an, a channel icon yeah at least actually spoke to him uh th- this morning
0: so uh, he's doing great at yeah, uh, great ch- friend and, uh and another another pro and, and has been really helpful to us for a long time and uh thank you so, fan- so fantastic so um thanks everybody
1: with the uh, questions and comments feel free to keep them going you completely Messed up all my prep, but this is uh, w- w- what it's what it's all about. So, um, a couple uh, highlights I'll try and get to here. Uh, maybe talk about your PE deal and the merger with the Nexinet. Um, yeah. Kind of how did it happen? How, how's it going?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we're we're almost ninety days in. It's 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 going great. Um, I mean, certainly uh, our time is spread thin, but it's under the umbrella, of it, and there's so much good things going on. And I think that you know what we've put together here is. Uh, uh, certainly one of the fullest capable solutions integrators, certainly in the Eastern half of the United States with the next next coming together. And so, um, known to leadership, the new, the CEO there is Brian Golan. go back about 25 years with Brian and, um, you know, we, we've had this opportunity many times over our years at, at Veristore, and it was all about um, finding the right people to do it with. And with uh, with Millpoint uh, as the private equity group uh, and Brian, it really lined up well for us. And then the overlap, the capabilities and the portfolios of the respective organizations between Veristore and Exynet, uh, we are this full service uh, solution provider. And I think this is really, really important to that of the OEMs is, you know, there are different types of uh, uh, resellers, bars, integrators, and they all are a little bit different. You've got the ones that hang out in procurement, and they have back-end programs, rebates for customers on that kind of that commodity type of motion. They're great companies. But where we're different is from storage conversations and that, I'm just going to describe this because I think that this is the kind of solutions provider that OEMs really benefit by. And when you can provide, when you can find them, you should partner with them. But for somebody that knows storage and security and networking and has managed services on backup, disaster recovery, SOC as a service, uh, all these different types of managed services, along with the ability to finance, along with the ability to uh, do automation today, which is a new thing, it's um, well, not new from uh, people wanting it, but certainly new from people that are capable of delivering it in the way that we are. Um, um, I think you've got to have a complete understanding and vision of that entire, all those, those different discussion points to be able to have the right conversations customers are looking for. You can't just have the one lane that you do and not understand the entire environment to give yourself the best chance of being successful. And, um, that's what we're capable of doing and I'm um, really, really excited about what we've got going on. Um, and I think uh, as we rebrand this and come out here sometime, maybe, hopefully by the end of the year with a new brand, then, um, um, people will, will see what we're talking about. That's great. Um,
1: you just call it Ver- Veristor and Exanet, and you're uh, good, good to go. I mean, it must be hard. So you're actually thinking about changing the name?
0: We're going through a rebrand exercise as we speak. We just kicked that off, and um, so at some point, we'll, we'll, once we find the right name that's meaningful to our employees, meaningful to customers and partners, you know, in a vision that they can believe in, then um, then we'll launch that, and it'll be an exciting time for us. You know,
1: that's tough, right? Because you have you know both both have great brands. It's kind of it's on some of the other day like Truest, right? It's like it was like you know who's who's Truest or what is it? Well, it's you know it comes from some other great companies and you don't know and everything else. But I'll let you figure that out. And then the Nexinet is still
0: kind of Philly based. Yeah, it's the, the 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 Northeast, but yes, headquartered out of Philadelphia, and um, so you know not a lot of overlap with us. But combined, yeah. we got an Eastern seaboard presence then with our full service capabilities. It's, it makes us very very unique. So. Yep, absolutely. Does
1: that mean you're going to have to go to some Eagle games and act like you want them to win?
0: That's exactly what it means. <laughs> yeah.
1: By the way, what's up with your tr- trading uh, Matty Ice?
0: Yeah, you know, it's a crazy time, not just in the world, but, I mean, the NFL is pretty crazy now too with all this quarterback shuffling going on. But, uh, well, Mat- Matty, Matty Ice, is I think he's going he's gonna to light it up in, uh, in Indy.
1: Yeah, yeah, great. Sounds like a great setup. Yeah. So um, let's at least try and get to the, the title topic. I think you covered you know, some of it already, but the integrators and bars bringing value to the end users and vendors, um, besides what you've already said, uh, kind of during the course of this, any other pieces you'd want to add?
0: Yeah, I mean, I just you know, as we historically we look back on you know our our climate in industry, right? I mean, just you know, when you when we all talk about value-added resellers, it's always the first thought is, oh, that's somebody who brings value to customers, right? And that's not that that's inaccurate at all. It's absolutely accurate, and um, and uh, then you got to define what that means. And I think that we've built an organization that uh, our value is we. We bring expertise to the conversation. to help customers figure out what they should be moving forward, what solutions with who um, that we're important to help figure out what you should be buying. Right? That's that's a that's a value that's presented to the end user. But the other opportunity and the thing that no one talks about is the value that's expected from the OEMs. They have they're looking for things too, and as uh, I think. The opportunity for us to provide that value and, you know, like if an OEM gives us an introduction into an opportunity, they're not looking for us to necessarily close it. What they're looking for us is to make sure that we're on top of it and that we communicate back to them um, where it is, what the latest communication is, what we, find, what we find out. That is value. That is someone who was an OEM salesperson for a large part of my career. When I found an integrator that did that, that was very valuable to me. Actually, when I gave them a lead, I didn't give it to them with the expectations that they were gonna close it. You know, if I gave it to them, I knew that person was gonna I didn't have to worry about it. They were going to always keep me in the loop on where it was. So we work real hard, and I think that's where integrators and resellers sometimes forget, but that value back to the manufacturer is so critically important. And that's another example of if you do that, guess who they're going to give you the next lead? to? They know that you got it. And if there's an opportunity to go get done there, um, you're going to be the ones that, that are going to do it for them. So value goes both directions in this business. And, um, you know, the other thing in talent resource limitation that we're all faced with and um, um, Partner community is becoming more and more and more important. You know, companies aren't going to just build huge sales organizations. They can't hire enough people to get to all the market. It is controlled by partners. So, um, again, uh, partners are going to be really, really important. Bringing value through communication and um, just knowing what they're talking about is really, really important. So, I think it's something that we work hard on every day. And I think that's something that other integrators can, can can do better all the time. And this should be something that OEM should be looking for when they're trying to find a partner. Great.
1: Uh, I'll put you on the spot. Any of your, uh, I would say, kind of favorite OEM partners or kind of preferred partners or kind of who would you put on your uh, short list?
0: Yeah, I mean, we, you know, one of the things with the NX and that merger coming together is, you know, our largest partnership um, is, is HBE. Um Again, it's 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 great, great portfolio, and to be able to wake up every day and and uh, combined with a great partner program makes them really easy to do business with, and uh, all across the board, board from you know their whole portfolio to Aruba and and Silver Peak and uh, you know, the traditional server, you know the compute and the storage stuff too. So they're a really big partner, you know certainly. Um, um, I mean, from the networking and security side, there's lots of different partnerships there. From Palo Alto and Sentinel, those are great, great partners. And Arctic Wolf, uh, just to name a few. And, and um, uh, but yeah, those, those, those are uh, Commvault, Metallic is certainly a big partnership for us. Uh, let's also say, Atlassian. Lastian's a big partner. Awesome, cool. So, on, uh
1: if HP is your big, biggest, I'm sure. Uh, you're on very, very much on Paul Hunter's radar. So uh, hopefully he's he's coming to you every month or every quarter and saying, "Okay, Ashby, yeah, you're going to do X percent of my my business." So yeah, uh, hopefully that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, what also at Cisco is um, doing a lot of great things for us. Our business is growing too, and yeah. uh, been fun to work with too. <laughs> All right, awesome
1: uh all right we are just about done here i'll just kind of put in a, a plug uh, you're also within uh, with, with crn which is channel reseller news is the primary i would call it trade rag but you know kind of um a communication vehicle i guess for the channel community these days uh lots of awards but i think most notably is the triple crown winner uh, where you won in all categories. And I think there's only 40 or 50 in the country. And within the yeah. Southeast, there's a total of three or four, but you were the only one that basically does what you do. So certainly yeah. tons yeah. of awards you have from all the different OEMs and everything else. But, you know, within your space, that that CRN is the uh, cream of the cream. So congratulations for uh, uh, doing so great there. And I, I know you'll certainly continue.
0: Now, thank you, Randy. I mean, it takes a team. We haven't done any of that stuff, without the the people that we have, and uh, and just being professionals, and uh, just doing what they do every day, as well as, as as all the partners that we do it with. So I appreciate that. That's great.
1: So if uh Nor was on, he'd ask if there's any PG Randy stories. So I uh, don't want to put you on the spot. If you have anything great, if not, don't worry about it.
0: Um, well, I mean, certainly back in our EMC days, Randy. I mean, just. Um, you know, we, we've had we've had some many good stories with the uh, the limo races in Washington, D.C. Uh, were some fun times. Um, and um, well, I'll, I'll just I'll just do it at that. I'll, 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 uh, those were fun times. <laughs> there you go. All
1: right. We're keeping it. We're keeping it PG. So um, Ash been fantastic. Um, we as as I said, we, you didn't get through uh, anywhere near what I, what I thought we we're, we're going to do. So but it's great because the uh, obviously you have a fantastic following with all the questions and comments that we received. Uh, so can't thank you enough. And uh, thanks send to send Sendoso. Love this. Yeah, so you, you totally sent it and we'll continue to send it to Selmore. Uh, so n- next week, subject to uh, me not messing up the, the scheduling, uh, i think we're gonna have Bill bill swales uh, it's gonna be episode number 76. Good. he's at uh, vmware uh vp and channel chief of the americas and um you know uh you know bill well as well yeah. correct
0: yeah well, Bill's great that'll be a great one
1: fantastic so actually you didn't put down uh, vmware in your list of uh primary partners they they deserve to go in there
0: you know it's you know uh, we go back in our relationship with vmware back to 2006 we were one of the first four companies actually to provide disaster recovery as a service in the world based on vmware so we go back a long long way with them and um uh, i will say that we we were vmware partner of the year down here in the southeast a a time ago and then you know in the i would say the last five or so years our our business kind of went backwards but it is uh it's now that they've uh, they've spun off now We've got momentum going and things are starting to really garner some attention. So I'm excited to see that we're, we're back getting it going with them again. So and I'm, I'm glad to hear the bills there because it'll make a big difference. Excellent. Awesome. All
1: right. Well, have a great week. Awesome as I expected. And uh, we'll go from there, everybody. Thanks so much. This gets rebroadcast. If uh, you or your teams want to learn more, sell more, check out Sales Community. You can also go to the top of Sales Community page. We also have a uh, free newsletter and uh we'll go from there thanks a lot
0: thanks randy thanks for all you do man appreciate
1: thanks. it